Welcome into Sports Banter, episode 19, with the polar bear and the peanut. There we go. Love it. <laughs> uh, we're jumping off into what is probably one of the most controversial things going on in sports. Today? Yeah, sure. today is the Bob Baffert, right? Yeah, Bob Baffert's horse. Medina Spirit, and winning the Kentucky Derby, and testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, <laughs> and... Honestly, in my mind, you know, I got a couple opinions about horse racing. Absolutely love it. Yeah, big fan. Huge fan of horse racing. Um, I do think that there are some, you know, full paws, if you will, in horse racing. One of them is, you know, if anything, I mean, and everybody talks about it, is how young the horses are. And, you know, they get hurt, and then it's kablooey, and you're out, you know. Well, I think uh, my side of it is... It's just, when you hear like a horse just stares or whatever, then you start to wonder what's going on in the uh, the barn, so to speak. Ooh. What's going down in the barn? Yeah, no, that's because yeah. you know, as a fan, I'm going to Del Mar. First of all, have a good time, lose some money, and you know, just, have the camaraderie just of have horse a day. But do I know the ins and outs of what the hell is going on back there? No, but I do know Bob Baffert's winning all the time, and this is his horse, so you know. I, what the hell's going on back there? Well, apparently they're injecting horses with, you know, speed demon type shit. <laughs> well, I did, I did look into, you know, like testing and things like that. Cause I was interested. I mean, I, I hear about yeah. it all the time and big topic, big I, race. Yeah. I guess there's a couple of different ways you can test and there's different types of tests for this. Honestly, to be truthfully honest, I thought it was like dog racing where you test bef- like directly before the race and you have literally people following the ho- like if the dogs in a pen until they poop or pee and then they take a specimen and then they test oh, it right. but the thing is is they still race mm-hmm. they do not call the race based off that they're just taking a sample and i don't know how it is in horse racing i only looked into the the types of tests they have and honestly i thought it was the exact same way hey you test Near or close to when you have, you know, the race. Because who knows if they're given stuff, like, immediately before the race and things like that. Um, again, don't quote me on the whole system, but that's how I initially thought it was. And looking into the systems, it sounds very similar. But you don't get a, a response, if you will, or a review of what the specimen was until a later date yeah, or far after the whole, uh, far after the race. Yeah. So in this situation, uh, Medina spirit wins the Kentucky Derby and then test positive, but is still eligible to be in this next huge race, the Preakness, which is confusing to me. Cause I'm like, well, if the thing just tested positive, like why can't it be in this thing? So that goes to what you're saying. It's funny. It's like, the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're, thing. You're moving all around. Um, That's a great call. But, yeah, I, th- I think my thing is just the interest of what are these owners doing to make their horses, like, successful. And you know there's probably some sketchy shit going down when uh, behind closed doors and you got multi-millionaires going, hey, Jeez. you know, throw some stuff in my horse and uh, let's win the race. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. I could definitely see, like, you know, that being the case. And it once you're in that world, I'm sure, you know, you know the ins and outs of, like, oh, watch Baffert, you know. Yeah. It's 8 o'clock because usually when he pulls his shit type Yeah, shit. exactly. Like, hey, everyone's out of the barn at 9, and no one comes into the barn until 9.30. You know, it, yeah. it could be something yeah. like that. 
And this is, of course, is all speculation. If you oh, know, it's but, complete and total. You know, we don't have any but full I, proof. But that's the bit. Is but like it, we're the normal fan watching horse racing. Like, what the fuck's going on? Exactly. And and of course, there's those horse enthusiasts out there that are like, no, nah, this is this has been happening for years, and you guys just right. see it now. Well, and that might, that may be so, but I'll and then totally. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of, and you brought up a good point. It reminds me a lot of like the blood doping and Lance Armstrong yeah, situation. Exactly, it's like cycling. What the hell goes on there? Exactly. There's, now we know because of Lance Armstrong. Yeah, and is this putting is there similar stuff going on in horse racing? Yes, probably. There probably is, and there most likely is with all this stuff. And you know, it's just, it's real interesting. You know, let me put my two cents into it. Horses are run too young. I think if you're doing some crazy shit that is now kind of at light, if you will, um, you know, got to get checked for it. How the fuck is the horse still competing in the next race? <laughs> I don't know the rules, so I don't fucking know. Um, and finally, it's just, am I still going to watch horse racing? Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, nothing changes for me. And, I, and, I'm just curious to see where this goes to see... And the best case scenario to my eyes is let's get like a massive thirty for thirty in like ten years that Baffert's been doing all this shit. He's in jail. He's got his mask on. Conspiracy theory, like on ten right now, hoping that it's something much bigger than it is right now. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's just interesting when there's a big uh, sporting event when you know this is an animal we're talking about. It has no idea really. It's bred to do this one thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really the people and there's you know, millions of dollars it, putting yeah, into that at horse. stake and the betting as well. Yeah. Um, interesting world. So that's why we want to kind of touch on that, and we'll see what happens with the Preakness, and we'll see what happens with the appeal, and if this horse is guilty, does he go to jail? I don't know. A couple things to note here as we get past Medi- Medina Spirit, Medina Spirit, steroid ridden Spirit. <laughs> we are live watching the Padres here. Yeah, you'll uh, definitely get if something if so, some shit happens, you'll get my comment. So we got Padres Rockies right now, the COVID Dres, as we'll get into later. Yeah, Segway City, credit to me. That's right. Um, but before we get into that, we're gonna talk about some stuff we do know, which is in the NBA, Russell Westbrook becomes the all-time leader in triple doubles, taking down the Big O as they called him. Oscar Robertson, one of my dad's favorite players back in the day. Very cool. Um, so the triple-double for, you know, just statistical, if you want to know what the hell a triple-double is, son of a bitch, that's a double play. That's a fucking that's, bullshit that's, double play, too. <laughs> that's a mental Third pretzel first? that Ha-Sung Kim me? puts me in. Anyway, still a Ha-Sung Kim guy, but that was weak. Triple-double, you need double digits of points. Well, actually, any statistical category, but the mm. most... The easiest ones to get are points, rebounds, assists. So if you get 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, that's a triple-double. Uh, Russell Wilson got his 182nd of his career, which is... That's fucking crazy. I mean, that's an astronomical number versus the Atlanta Hawks last week. Um, and I thought what was cool, and I added it in, the Hawks fans gave him a standing ovation. They changed his name, which is... Some, when there's a moment... Of record breaking, you always no matter if it's your guy or whatever, uh, you gotta respect the moment. So, um, I'll just go back to Russell Westbrook when when Kevin Durant left the his first year, he turned into like this triple double machine, and he was getting him almost every night, and then he started becoming like you know the guy who could do it all, so to speak. Do you think that was in response to, you know, KD? Yeah. I, I think I think he tried to put. Everything he could 
on the floor to help his team win. That, and the uh, OKC wasn't the greatest put-together team after KD left. So he had a lot to pick up on with the departure of like a superstar like Kevin Durant. Um, I agree. I, I think, the, so. in my mind, I see it as him kind of, you know, taking the reins for his team and saying, hey, guys, I don't care what the situation is. I'm going to give you everything that I have to get us to succeed, which is huge. It's yeah, huge. taking the reins for his team, taking the reins for his own career. Like, he's learning to play without Kevin Durant in that immediate moment. And, um, you know, Russell Westbrook gets a lot of uh, pushback and shit, but at the end of the day, the Duke can ball. And that has been proven again this year as he moves from another team from Houston to the Wizards. And, you know, he's still putting up these crazy numbers. So he's a super emotional and fun guy to watch. I don't know if you've caught. You I know, have. He's is a career. He's a Bruin, first and foremost. UCLA, shout out to them. But um, the record stood for 47 years. And, I mean, if you look at just the active list of people with triple doubles, he's, I think LeBron James is the second highest. And he's at, like, 99. So it just show, goes to show that, Russell Westbrook is on this whole different level of either stat accumulation or just the way he plays where, you know, he's getting that triple-double more often than not. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to see, like, the average of each season, like, how many he's getting. Yeah, I think, you know, in my mind and just, like, thinking about it, and again, this could totally be just a bullshit comment from me, but in my <laughs> mind, like, how I see it is are people, are opposing teams giving him the respect like that is duly noted, you know, mm-hmm. is he able to do this with other teams just going like, you know, Hey, we're just trying to cover the whole court, not really focusing on Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You know, and not every team thinks that way. Strike out for Blake Snow. Very nice. Um, <laughs> but the second thing is, is I, my big thing is I love it when a team is, or a team, excuse me, a player is able to just take control and say, you know what? There's a lot of shit going on. But I can only control what I can do. Mm-hmm. And my personal goals are to succeed my own goals in, mm-hmm. in that sense. And he's done that. And he's continuing to grow. And everybody talks about it, and even myself. When you change teams, it's it's very hard to... Get that camaraderie going. Yeah, get the... Gel com- with the new style and all that. Yeah, especially in basketball. Because basketball is so... Yeah. It's so different in the sense of, hey, there's five of us on the court... We all can score. Yeah, make this work immediately. Yeah. yeah, and we're all floating. You know, we we pick each other up. We put each other down. I mean, we're figuring things out together. And to do that to and bring that same energy to another team again, I talk about it a lot. Is that's exceptional. And yeah, I, I mean, it's so cool in that sense. What I really think the record says about him as a player athlete is the effort that he puts in. Um, you know, effort's not going to just That's produce yeah. produce results like that. But without the effort, there's no way you even get close to that number. Um, and people can say what they want about Russell Westbrook's you know shooting ability or inability to win a championship or be the main guy in the team. But, he's I able mean, to if, he's, if he's on your team, you know you're going to get 110% out of that guy yeah. every time he goes out. Um and he's going to impact the the game in various ways. And that's really what that record shows. Uh, Oscar Robertson was a completely different type of player. You know, Russ plays point guard. O- Oscar is a big man. But different eras, different times. But um, I think just, you know, the effort and the ability to impact the game in more than one. And 
you know, I think he still has at least, you know, like six years left. So that number is just yeah. going to continue to grow. And Russell Westbrook's going to go down as, you know, we're talking 30 years down the road. Be like, remember Russell Westbrook? You know, he was a walking triple-double. Um, and then, you know, maybe we'll hear more respect on his name. But um, I just thought it was cool, you know. Like, when you're putting up crazy numbers like that as a point guard, it, it goes to show, um, again, the effort and that you don't have to be the most, you know, not he's super athletic, don't get me wrong, but I think it's more in the effort that put him on this pedestal. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think like you said, a lot of people don't really give Russell Westbrook that respect mm-hmm. if you will and that's fans and, and I, you know i am kind of one of them because i don't think he'll probably ever win a championship but i don't think that should designate what type of player he is no. either you know what i mean no i, I respect think, him as I mean, a player that's, championship and being a great player i think are kind of two different things I, I was just about to say that's a that in itself is a total different argument mm-hmm. and a total different segue if we well, will and if i was going to jump in like quick if you put russell wilson or russell wilson russell was whoa <laughs> Still trying to get him with the Bears, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, if you just put Russell Westbrook on the Warriors when they had all those guys, or you put him on the Lakers last year, like he could have won a championship. Then. Totally, sure, totally. Um, so you know, it, it, do you think his numbers would have been the same though? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Probably right? lower. Yeah, you know, like, he has more opportunity with the Wizards, and I think that's kind of what he likes and why his numbers are what they are. So maybe he you know, cherishes having, being, being that athlete on the team rather than just being a role player on a championship team. That's, I was, that's exactly why I brought it up because that's two different mindsets, right? And to have, if you're on a team, like you said, the Warriors team when they were just killing it and then now you're just in the piece in the cog, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're, Yeah, you're getting 10 points and like two assists and, but you won by 30. Exactly. And then you're at, um, you know, he's on the Wizards now, right? You said, Mm -hmm. You have that aspect of just... He's one of the... It's him and Bradley Beal. Yeah. And those are the two best guys in the court for that team. Everyone knows that. So I think that's what he likes about being on that team and thrives in that kind of environment. I agree. It's going to be really... For me, it's... I don't know. I just have this mindset of, you know, respecting the game. And he's respecting the game and, and that aspect of just going out there and putting balls to the wall and playing mm-hmm. and doing everything he can to get as many points and and many opportunities for his team to score and mm-hmm. that shows the devotion and like you said is he going to be does how would it be if he was on a bigger team or not you know who knows what those who knows what those numbers are going to be but at the end of the day he's been able to perform himself and show other people like hey it doesn't matter what team I'm on, I'm still going to be able to perform. And that's just that's just exceptional in that mind. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, no question. Um, the the argument that you could have with somebody when you're having your banter or with your friend or, you know, you're super into the NBA is, you know, I'm looking, I was pulling up the Wizards record right now because this is kind of what I was gearing toward. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're the 10th best team in the East. They're 32 and 37, so it's not very good. No. And I think that's kind of the knock on him is like, yeah, he has all these numbers, but the team isn't winning. Um, but that can. But be... I don't think that you can just pin that on Russell Westbrook. No, because then you start that exactly. I was just about to say that's that's where like, I look, have. You got to look who he's working with. Exactly, I have a rebuttal to sake. that saying like, 
Well, there's no one around him. Yeah. I mean... And even with the Rockets last year, I mean, James Harden's a great player. Uh, P.J. Tucker's all right. But there's still missing parts that aren't... Like, right. they were not going to beat the Lakers, the Rockets, no. ever. So, you know, ru- like I said... Russell Westbrook was going to be able to perform and do his own shit. Yeah. But the at the end of the day, are you making an impact on the team? Yeah. And saying, hey, we you guys need to fucking shoot. Yeah. He will, he will always be an impact player. He might not be the guy that's going to get you 30, though. So you need to go find that guy that's going to get you 30. That's right. But he's always going to have his specialty. Um, and I guess in that way, we're also saying maybe he's not a top 15 scorer or whatever. But he has his way of playing basketball that adds value 1,000%. You can't even touch that argument. That's true. And I guess there's a lot of... Honestly... There's a lot of different levels to this whole conversation right. because there's the there's the argument of well what if he was on a team that was stacked mm-hmm. there's the argument of well he's on a team that's not stacked but the team itself is not performing yeah and then it's I mean there's so many there there's so many trickle effects or just I I don't want to say like faults against him but you know with how. It's a great personal achievement, mm-hmm. but it's yes. not a team achievement. Yeah, right. And at the end of the day, that's for sure. I hate to say this, but at the end of the day, it's first like, hate to say yeah. this, <laughs> but fans love NBA fans, like you said, Action, will give yeah. Russell Westbrook the ovation that he deserves as making a personal achievement. Mm-hmm. The knock on him is you need to bring us a championship, right? And if you can't do that. Yes, a personal achievement is exceptional, but I want in my mind I want a fucking NBA championship. Right, and then that because that comes down to you know when you're talking about the greatest players in NBA history, it comes the first thing people ask is well the number of championships. Like what's your what was your record yeah. in the championship? Russell Westbrook hasn't. They've gotten there once. Uh, they lost to the Heat. Um, so you know he doesn't have that acumen as a part of it. So. But and I, I, I love what you said there, though. Yeah, it's and I don't want it to sound. Yeah, I don't want it exactly. I don't want it to sound like I'm knocking Russell Russell Westbrook on what he's done personally in in the NBA. But my my can my issue is the fact that with your personal greatness, have you been able to pull up the team right. and do greatness? Which I, and again, I would say that, probably the answer is yes to an extent, but also no because they haven't hit that no the and pinnacle that, of the NBA again. That also comes. There's factors that are against him that aren't his control. Ownership, right. things like that. You as a as a player, you can't necessarily control that, mm-hmm. but you can bring Not it to all. you yeah. can bring it to their attention. Mm-hmm. Are they going to listen? That's on them. Are they, they got money involved? Eh, who fucking yeah. knows? You know? I think if Kevin Durant stayed with the Thunder, then that would have kind of changed. You know, they might have a few championships yeah. if they stayed together. So that move alone probably. You know, Russell Westbrook ended up leaving, and now he's in Washington of all places. So he's kind of had his own journey after Katie left. But let, let me ask you this: Do you think he loves? This is more of like a we're getting kind of in the weeds, but I like this question. Do you think he loves basketball without winning championships? Yeah, I think his. That's kind of what I was saying before. Is he was unhappy on the Rockets because the Rockets were trying to basically create a team where each position was you know like the best guy at the position yes yes. and that's how they're going to take down the lakers or the warriors or whoever the best team was yeah and that doesn't fit like how he plays at all so you know when he likes being the guy like all you know talk about egos and whatever like he's got definitely has a big ego 
Um, but that's also how he plays. So put him in a place where he can be that guy, like Washington. And, um, you know, he's playing very well. And I, without him, the Wizards probably have 10 wins. So That's a good call. Um, yeah. The impact is, isn't is he's not like LeBron where you're going to come in and, no. you know, now you're like the team to beat. But he adds value to your team. And now if you can add a few more pieces, then, you know, you can make a run. I don't hate it and I'll tell you why. Because Urban Meyer, Tebow, that's clearly what's happening there. Um, is it a football move? No, it's not a football move. It's exactly what the Mets did when they signed Tim Tebow. It's like, let's get attendance up to the double-A game or whatever they played. Um, so business-wise, I feel like Jacksonville has made all these moves to like kind of build up the fan base. And I think I say this because I went to the game when... You know, the Bears played and whatever. It's COVID, granted, but no one get, gives a shit about Jacksonville out there. And the stadium's in such a weird spot where, um, granted, the team had won one game at that point, but it just seems like there wasn't really a following of the team. And they did have some uh, quality years in the recent past with Bortles and, you know, AFC Championship and that, but it just kind of felt like a dying fan base. So... And the Uber driver that took me and my dad from the airport, uh, she was already... Because Clemson, I guess, is really close to Jacksonville. Yep. You know, stayed away or whatever. So they wanted Trevor Lawrence, and Jacksonville gets Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Easy pick. And then they drafted uh, the running back, too. Travis... I I'm going to butcher his name. Etienne or something. But they, they went oh, one-two yeah, yeah, yeah. there, two Clemson guys. So they're kind of infiltrating that like Clemson fan base to come down. Uh, a lot of free agency signings, and then you bring in Tebow, which, of course, that's going to be talked about because, I mean, what the hell is going on there? It makes no sense as a football decision. No, it it makes, makes all the none. sense to bring people's eyes and the media, and, like, if that's who you want, then perfect move because, I mean, everyone's going to be obsessed with how Tim Tebow is as a tight end. He's probably an awesome guy, by the way. But um, it's just weird. And what I've seen on social media is uh, the argument of Tebow gets a job as a tight end before Kaepernick does. And, you know, it's a tough look for the Jaguars when you, when you look at it like that. Because who's – and who's – you know, the tight ends out there that are no names that are actually tight ends and they're like, Tim, he he, Tim Tebow's getting a job over me. Yeah. The guy played quarterback pretty bad in the NFL. Um. And the only other thing is um, if they had some Wildcat package or something, like, I could see that. I don't know, really know if Wildcat works anymore. But, or, you know, some sort of gimmick thing. But, he, like, he still had to throw the ball for it to be effective. So, um, yeah, I'm going more it's a business thing than it is a football thing. That was all great. Love it, by the way. I Appreciate you, it. You and I are literally exact same opinion okay it was i, th I thought you would say opposite no, I was no, like, no. give it to me no 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 <laughs> i i i know we would know normally when you come onto the you know sports banter you want us to argue but with this i totally agree it's a business move yeah their fan base is as and you have a perfect example of it their fan base is so shitty who the fuck likes the jags like <laughs> are you serious i think uh no disrespect to florida or whatever it's just if you go to like where the stadium is, it's such a bizarre. Yes. You know, there's yeah. no like downtown thing. You know, no. it's in Duval County, 
which you'd have to Google to figure out what even that means. Yeah. And it's literally, the stadium looks unfinished when you go down there. Like, there's cones everywhere. It's just weird. Like, it's not somewhere where you'd go, oh, man, I need to go to Jacksonville. Except if you're the Downings. Well, <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why when I saw it, the first thing I thought of was, well, they just got their immediate pub- publicity up. Yeah, so people are looking at the team. I want to say uh, it's not a revolutionary thought of us to be like, oh, it's a meet. Like, probably a lot of people think. Yeah, that, right? yeah. yeah, we're not. You know, we're yeah. not making the fucking wheel not a here. Wizard, yeah. No, <laughs> <Wizard>. close, but <laughs> wizard. I need, um, I need a hat. But yeah, I, I, honestly, I do like the argument that you brought up. There's other, there could be other tight ends out there that are really sh- fighting for a spot. And what the fuck did Tim Tebow do to get this spot? Did he have a did he have like a private pl- like a private workout? He did, like, actually. Oh, he did. I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah. mean, but here's but like the, what are they looking? Six at years, that? right? He hasn't played football. I think. I yeah, think about six or I seven think it is years. six years. He's been an analyst, bro. Granted, he's still in great shape. But, but that doesn't give you the opportunity no. to say, "Oh, you've earned a spot on a fucking NFL team to be a tight end that you've never played before." But people have constantly <laughs> the said, NFL. "Yeah, no. that's the thing." And people have constantly said, "I mean, since he played college, right?" People always said, "Hey, maybe he should be a fucking tight end," and he didn't do it. In my mind, it's just there's oh, coming out of college to the draft. Yeah, I just think. If anybody, fucking sign Cam Newton and have him be your tight end. And then get the fuck, get Tim well, Tebow to be, you know, your Wildcat package. Which, well, again, I don't think Wildcat works anymore, no. but. No, I, I, I think it's <laughs> great medium move, Jag, Jags. Love to see if he actually makes the 52-man roster. I would, I think I'd be shocked if he makes a roster as a tight end that's never played tight end before. Like, if I he can, makes, can he block? If you he know? makes the fucking roster, I'm all out on the Jags. Unless that's fucking he makes bullshit. Some plays. Like, I'd have to see him make some plays. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch him. Yeah. In, you know. I want to see him block. Like, can you block? Or what's. Because tight ends, I don't know if anyone knows this, but they're, you know, kind of on the O line most of the time. Yeah, he's going to get fucked up. Yeah. I get fucked up. How do you go from the quarterback mentality to the tight end? I don't know. Oh, Tim I can't Tebow. Wait. Tim Tebow, God bless you, really. God I, bless I, you. I, that's all, you know, he's probably an awesome guy, but it's just, you know, he just sticks his nose into places where he shouldn't be. You weren't going to blend the Mets. Let me tell you this. And I don't hate him for trying either. Offensive but, linemen are pretty, you know. It seems odd. We're going to fucking, we're going to cuss. We're going to do our thing. We're going to tell you how it fucking is. We're going to talk shit. I don't think you can have Tim Tebow. Oh, hi, guys. No, we're okay. <laughs> That's how Tim Tebow talks. Tell me that's how Tim Tebow talks. Hi, he's, I think he's a, good, a great speaker, actually. But I'm, I'm not judging his um, The mentality, ability. maybe, is what yeah, you I'm not. I don't want him on my fucking offensive line, I can tell you that. <laughs> also, too... Well, I think the, a tight end room is different than the O-line room. Like, they'll have... You're hanging know, out with the O-line? I don't know who else... You're hanging out with the O-linemen. Yeah, but, you know, as a position... I'm you, telling him to fuck off. Them. If I'm on that offensive <laughs> lineman, I'm telling him to immediately fuck off. He'd probably be best friends with them. He'd love them. He's a great guy. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, <laughs> like you're gonna feel his his like he'll fighting. Throw, you know what he'll like, do? I'm gonna make him feel bad. He'll he'll throw the Andrew Luck. Good one, man. Good yeah. one. <laughs> exactly, exactly that type of guy. But um, we got horses juicing up. Tim we got Tebow, Tim Tebow sticking gaining in. a spot on a team that he doesn't deserve. Yeah, he's you know maybe attacking the NHL next. Who knows? About the only thing he hasn't touched. <laughs> Tennis. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. He's just trying to play every sport now. PGA. Right. 
But uh, another part of 2021 football, uh, the Raiders Stadium. They didn't open last year, right? No, sir. Okay. So, I was like, did... No, it was a L.A. Stadium open. Yep. So... I uh, saw this post. Well, no, was... they opened their stadium, but they couldn't have fans due to COVID. Right. That's the situation, okay. yes. So they've played games there? Uh, No, they have okay. not played games. That's what I mean. Yeah. But fans will be back, and I could be if wrong you that. are really having a weekend, you might do this nuance that uh, the Raiders have put into their stadium, which, you know, we'll see where we stand on. It's... <laughs> Behind the end zone, it's an 11,000-square-foot nightclub uh, with bottle service, DJs. It's all, uh, it's like elevated from the actual field, but uh, it's right behind there. So, you know, it's just one of those like crazy, well, it's nothing that we've ever seen before. I want to get that clear, (laughs) but um, it's just like a very exclusive Vegas thing that uh, they're putting in the stadium. So, I mean, it's going to... It's going to feel like you're out with the boys, but, uh, you know, you're 10 feet away from the action. So, uh, I posted on the on our deal, like, do you think this is awesome? Like, you weigh in, or is this stupid? Honestly, this was my first opinion on it, because when I saw it and I really started thinking about it, I think Raider Stadium, I think their whole thing is they have too much space and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> their stadium's too big, which... I don't care. I want a big stadium. I want to go to a big fuck. I, I mean, people it. literally call it a big hockey a hockey puck. Yeah. Is it's oh, I mean, if you have, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've, I have not I've been yet. on uh, some golf trips out there while it was being built. The thing is massive. Yeah. So in my mind, very noticeable. Exactly. I think they have way too much space and they don't know what to do with it. And they said, let's just fucking throw a nightclub there. Is it really going to be used as a nightclub? Honestly, I could see it going mm-hmm. both ways. Good. My big point is. Is, are they going to have fucking bottle service and shit? They're going to have girls with flares, guys with flares going, happy birthday with your fucking Dom Perignon, like in the middle of a game? I don't know. I think so. And if they do, God bless the Raiders. But you know what? Oh, I'm so in on it. I like it. I think it's really cool. Because I can't it, wait I, to see what it looks like. That's my biggest thing is I guess I want to see, I really want to see what it's like live, you know? Here's my thing. If you, let's let's just say your buddy's getting married, whatever. So, um, I think that's kind of the target audience to have. Like, someone or people that have way too much money to that they know what to do with. But, um, to just have that Vegas weekend and then you're like, you know, let's go to the Raiders game. I got this hookup for the uh, nightclub in the end zone suite. Like, you guys down? I think it's kind of that mentality that this whole Raiders experience in Las Vegas, um, you know, the L- the Las Vegas Knights are the first pro team we've seen out there. Mm-hmm. But bringing the Raiders fan base to Vegas is going to be super interesting because the Oakland fan base, very hard nose, you know, L.A. as well. Um, you know, the, the fans are scared of, I guess, so to speak. And now you're clashing with, uh, like, the Las Vegas, like, high-roller life, and you're combining those two, like, hard-nosed and high-roller party lifestyle, um, it's going to be a fucking spectacle. Let me tell you this. <laughs> the Raiders are... And I'll fucking stand on It's a perfect on, marriage. I will stand on this. The Raiders are the smartest team in the NFL to move where they did. Mm-hmm. And this is my big reason, is I never, and no one does, no one goes to Vegas for one day. 
Right. Everyone, everyone goes to Vegas from Friday. If you really want to talk about it, from Friday to Sunday. And sometimes Monday. At the Monday. minimum, yeah. And that, I'm talking like, hey, we got guys... I have. T- I got a weekend. Yeah. I have a weekend. I have tickets to the Raiders game on Sunday. <laughs> Let's go Friday after oh, yeah. work. Oh yeah, you're. No way, anyone's going just for Sunday. No, to the and game. that in itself is fucking exceptional. Mm-hmm. They're it, gonna it, make a lot of money. Oh yeah, the Chargers are fucking stupid <laughs> because yeah, of that. I mean, Dude. my God, if they would have went, it would have been a whole different world and, for them. And it also too, and don't quote me on this, but I, I actually think there's a very big Charger base in. Uh, Vegas, that would have been a great idea. But you know what? Sure. The Raiders made the fucking move. No, the Ra- now, now Vegas is Raiders. Exactly. Sure. And God bless them. Because, yeah. you know. I think that stadium's going to be one of the coolest experiences. Because, look, all these new stadiums I want to go to multiple games. I want to go to multiple games you, There's Vegas. no way you can have a bad time in one of those games. No, there's no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I can go to fucking... Especially with shit like this. Yeah. If you have the ability to get in there somehow... I bet there's a fucking you, archery you range know, somewhere you know, in there. You know, they got top golf on the upper deck. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. They, they're going to continue to do this shit, by the way, if it's successful. So, it's going to be hilarious. Like, when, especially if the Raiders score a touchdown, they're diving into this suite and... <laughs> Who the hell knows? Oh what man, that's almost like arena football you know? at that point. It's gonna you know? be it's gonna be a spectacle of like WWE meets Vegas partying, which meets the NFL, and it's gonna all of that combined is gonna be electric TV. How fast do you? Th- well, this is more of like a a speculative question. And Rodrigo Dell's gonna be so pissed about it. That's my <laughs> that's my that was my follow up question. How long until the NFL says you can't have a nightclub or? Can't have Those regulations on. Yes. It depends on the price point. Yes. Because it's all going to come down to money. If the Raiders are making, uh, well, I get. See, I don't know how that works though. If the NFL gets some sort of fraction on that, probably because they allow it's them ticket to move sales there. and it's considered a ticket um, sale, though. So let's say the Raiders make, I don't know, like hundred million dollars on this sweet thing in one year. NFL is going to love it. Yeah. If. Uh, if they're seeing some sort of red of like, hey, we're you guys are only selling this suite. Like, hey, they're doing coke on the table in yeah. the back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, we might we might have to establish a few rules. <laughs> yes. Um, Please. No, no I think I think the NFL is not dumb. Uh, these are great business people. That it's you know it's a huge, no, they're dumb. Huge. No, they're dumb. But there's the revenue. I'm saying. Oh, the of, revenue is is easy. You know, the NFL. They allowed the Chargers forever. to fucking move, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that, I don't care about the Chargers. No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I don't care about the Chargers either. What I'm stating is they're not that smart to allow a team to move into one stadium and be and be like tenants. Well, let's if put you it. Will. Let's put it this way. Uh, I hate the Chargers. Every, every, let's just put it that way. Every business deals. Every business that does deals will have good deals, bad deals. Raiders deal with the Vegas Exceptional is an deal. amazing deal. There's no personality and. You know, let's if the Raiders can get some athlete on the team that accentuates this. You know, like let's say they had Chad Ochocinco in his prime well, right they, now, they like, have, it would uh, be perfect. They got Richie Incognito. He's like he's like he's like yesterday's news. Though. They need somebody else. <laughs> they do. They need, and they probably need a new QB too. But anyway, I just based on the nightclub, I'm excited because that's definitely not the last thing they're gonna do in there. No. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're already. Like your idea of Top Golf, they just add a wing of Top Golf. Yeah, that would be and exceptional. That, that might happen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
So it's gonna be hilarious to There's see. There's probably like, like a little putting green in there somewhere. You yeah. Know. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious to see. You know, like seventy-five-year-old men. Is Al Davis? Up, like, I could literally see them having like Al Davis's. This is gonna corpse. sound super, super morbid, <laughs> but like his coffin, like just. Oh, <laughs> comes out of the ground. Um, tell me they yeah, wouldn't do I don't that. Think there's any tell limits. me they wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there's no limits. Exactly. So it's gonna be hilarious to see seventy five year old dudes who have way more money than they know what to do with be hanging out with like twenty five year old girls who like just use them to get in that suite, and it's gonna be hilarious, hilarious, and like probably the best time ever. Down oh there. yeah, I want to go to multiple games. So see you there. The hell did we just Giants? The Giants. After yep. that series, we had this is all very recent. Tatis, Profar, and someone else. There's three or four of them, right? So they all got they tested positive for COVID, and I'm going, ah, oh, shit. You know, three guys get COVID. Then we go into especially Tatis. Um, so then we go into Colorado, and, you know, it's the second inning, and Will Myers gets pulled out of the game, and then Hosmer gets pulled out of the game. And it turns out that they have, like, contact tracing or however the hell it works. COVID, son of a bitch. I'm telling you, they um, went to a club. That's so, I mean, probably. But, like, COVID is intruding on, you know, the thing we're trying to build here. Yeah. And they took every hitter we have except Manny. So, I appreciate that, COVID, I guess. But, um... I thought he already got we're it. We're just, like, a mess now. We got Tingler pinch-hitting pitchers. Oh, man. Um, very limited... Oh, damn. Very limited pinch hitters, and it's going to be really interesting. They play the Cardinals this weekend, who are in first in the Central. They're a good team. So, playing, playing the Rockies, really well. messing around with the Rockies, that's fine. Like, we've won two already. We might win this third one today as well. You know what's nice about this game? Is it gives them a little buffer to be like, hey, let's kind of figure out what yeah. we want to do while we don't have our guys. But uh, the minimum is, I believe it's 10 days that they have to be out. Until Which they, is fucking six or so seven games. That's Yeah, that's almost three series right there. Yeah. I think that is three series. So, the Padres are without a shit ton of people. Um, we're 2-0 and in the COVID, this COVID thing we got going so far. But, and another side of it, they brought up uh, Kivlihan and O'Grady. And I was like, how cool would it be if these guys had a great game? Both of them didn't get a hit. And they are very clearly not... Right, like so the that. big league scale. So we're going to be, you know, scratching and clawing here for like the next week and a half to see if we can come up with some W's. Well, you know, COVID fucking sucks. Let's just put it that way. I thought we're, it was, I was like, that's such a 2020 problem. It really is. Asshole. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> what's his name? Josh Turner from yeah. the Dodgers <laughs> and winning the World Series. I like that. And, Throw Turner in that. Yeah. It's I, probably from Turner. It's probably honest. from him. It's fuck, It's probably one of his beard hairs just floating in the wind um you know i'm just go to this weekend um one thing i did like about tingler was he uh i can't remember if it was Tingler's sunday pissed me off I, I, well hold on uh, just oh, okay. easy easy yeah. the thing i did like was there was a lot of questionable pitches on sunday and it was bullshit. There, there were, oh, okay. there were balls way outside. And Manny was at the plate. He, I think he was. I think he had just got his second strike, and he was arguing the strike zone pretty vocally to the umpire behind the plate. This is the game we won by like ten. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. I mean, oh yeah, no, it doesn't matter. And I'm just... 
Tingler comes out and starts arguing with the ump behind home plate. In my mind, I think Tingler came out to protect Manny. Like, hey, throw my ass out. I don't want to lose Manny here. Yeah. And at that moment, I don't even think we were up by that much. Mm. Um, Because there was a couple innings where we just fucking raked it. Yeah. Um, But, again, I'm on Tingler for that. I love that. Like, if you're going to come out and, you know... You take the responsibility. Jesus Christ, dude. Hmm. That's, That's one of the new guys yeah. right there. Oh, he wasn't getting a swing. No, no. dude. He, he it was those two. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, but the Padres and the whole COVID thing, it fucking sucks. The fact that we have to deal with it. God bless the guys getting them this early in the season, though. That's actually pretty nice. How do we? How do the Padres not have the COVID vaccine, though? That, that was my question. Let me tell you this. How the fuck are you not paying someone to say, get the fuck in the car. I thought that Let's was go, like boys. one of the first things that they would do if you're like, well, hey, also, boys, too, go he went to the hospital. He went to, man, I'm, I'm just talking to Tatis, but he went to the hospital for his shoulder. I mean. <laughs> why, why not get it then? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, Unless most of the people enforced. we know have the COVID vaccine, but people on the professional team don't have the vaccine that's readily available everywhere. Like, I just set one. For tomorrow. Maybe for it's myself. maybe it's a personal thing. Like maybe they don't want to get it. Yeah, which is I mean, but I mean but at that point, backfired. But at that point, as I, I hate to bring this up, but as an organization, do you not say like, hey, it is your it is your God given right to get this vaccine or not get this vaccine, but you're impeding on the success of this organization, right? Oh, I think you know, it's, I hate to look at it that way. I really no, do. No, I think that's probably exactly what happened. They're like, hey, we can't tell you to go get it. You should probably get it. And then I guess they didn't go get it. But now we're at a place where we're going to have at least 10 days without basically every good hitter we have. You know, Tatis, Hosmer, Myers. And our field. Profar. I mean, we got guys in the I field, mean, too. Profar is not the, the greatest hitter, but he can make contact. And you know, he's had some big hits this year. So... Anyway, he's been clutching the field. To, yeah, he really has I mean, been. this is I mean, this is why the Potters are good though. We're so deep, so we're gonna have a tough stretch here, and it is early in the year, so really we'll probably look back and it won't really matter. We but, hope. We hope. But let's not make it you know like a ten game slide, and uh, so you know just something interesting that happened with COVID intruding on the Padres success, and goddamn it just. There always seems to be something going on, whether it's somebody like came out of a game early. Yeah. COVID rears its ugly. Come on, come on, keep the sails and <laughs> keep the wind in our sails. Come on, yeah, keep it up. Exactly. And they're still playing well, but uh, just interesting note that of all the teams to encounter a COVID, well, actually the Yankees have seven guys. Who cares about the COVID Yankees as well? Well, just another one. Yankees that suck. Go. Yeah. Okay. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said it. I didn't, but I hate them. Well, they're no, they're, I don't think they're even good enough they to suck. really... Uh, I don't pay attention to them that much. I'm just Neither do I. I can still tell narrowly focused suck. on the Dodgers and I guess the Giants for the time being. Um, and COVID. I'm really narrowing my focus Those on attacking, three main good things, <laughs> attacking yeah. COVID. Um, but yeah, you know, went through some, some horse steroids. Went through Russell Westbrook. He's the uh, all-time leader in triple-doubles these days. Shout out to the Big O. Oscar Robertson, who he passed. Um, Tim Tebow is on the Jags for the time being. Polar Bear doesn't see the fit. <laughs> and, I mean, neither do I. But it's funny to just pin it on the Polar Bear and then yeah, just kind of see how he reacts. 
He's a reactionary individual. Of course. I'm going <laughs> to fucking tell you how it is. And the Raiders are, you know, the Raiders are tossing shots back in the end zone, which, Hopefully you know, if you want to pass me one, I'll <laughs> gladly accept. So, uh, and the COVID Drays are, will be around for at least the next episode and hopefully not far after that. But yeah, I mean, any, any parting words for our, our great people here? Honestly, you know, I, I appreciate everybody interacting with the page. We're continuing to keep it up, uh, as much the as The interactions possible. are actually, uh, rising. As yeah, well. they I've are. I've noticed that. So. Um, Probably you know, just due to the fire content we put right. out, but you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> just uh, continue to give <laughs> us uh, reviews, give us likes on our page, follow. Can, can you imagine somebody like who doesn't like know me and they're just like, "Wow, that guy's such a like asshole." Like, <laughs> I would love to know that person. <laughs> I would love to, you know, like no, I'm just joking. Yeah, like, yo, no, you're not. Okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, and other than that, you know, you, continue to that's give us feedback easy. on what's going on. Everything. We love it, man. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, you know, we are, and it's one of it. And for episode 19, Sports Banter. Out. Out.